Hi, everybody. Welcome to the podcast. Today, I have my old friend, Regan Irvine, here. Um, you are on... So, right now, you currently have... Well, you can tell everybody a little bit about yourself. But from what I know, you have the Irv, and you have um, Super Bargain. So, yeah. So, I, um, I have the Irv, which is uh, kind of a testament um, um, about my dad, from my dad. And then uh, we were fortunate enough um, to get the space called Super Bargain, which is uh, in partners with uh, good friends of mine, Ashley and Jeff Erickson, who... Uh, are awesome people and we just kind of like did the venture together and it's nice. been it's been it's been kind of cool it's been great so, you're gonna pull this towards and, you just a little bit more yep. that's good yep and uh you're yeah good. and it's good ash is also the gm at the earth so like she nice. kind of keeps like both of them running that's pretty really sweet. good yeah it's good do i know ashley maybe maybe to Has she been a milestones girl no 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 no, no i think everybody like that's who we kind of connected with everybody yeah i was only there for such a short period of time too what Oof. was that john 12 years ago 13 yeah. 15 <laughs> years ago <laughs> we worked together yeah fuck yeah it was probably yeah, probably, probably 14, yeah. 13, 14 years ago. That's crazy. Yeah, it was like 14 years and like 90 pounds ago for me. So it's been like, <laughs> it's been one of those things that it's... Uh, ah, it's a bar industry, bro. Yeah, but know. I've always like kind of followed your stuff and, you know, this, uh, what's going on in the pandemic and stuff kind of like, and you've been pretty boisterous and I've agreed with a lot of your shit. So it's been, uh, and I reached out to you a couple of times and agreed with a lot of things. So it's been kind of nice to reconnect and... Yeah, no, I appreciate it. Likewise, likewise. I, I follow you. What was your article in this? It was, I saw it everywhere, but I, I mean, was it just the sun? Yeah, it was the sun and kind of like what happened. It got, uh, I sent out a tweet, which I don't use Twitter very often and it got picked up and uh, the Toronto Sun and the National Post retweeted it and it kind of went like, I, I don't want to say like, like your social media compared to mine is like night and day, obviously, but I'm just saying like viral for us. You know, yeah, no, no, no. Hey, if anybody thing gets picked up on Twitter, you did something right, man. Yeah, yeah, for All sure. All I do is talk shit on Twitter. I have no followers. It's fucking yeah, hilarious. So it's going to haunt me later for sure. It got picked up, you know, like and retweeted almost 2,000 times. Oh, wow. cool. And uh, What did you, what was it? Uh, essentially, I just said like, you know, you know, John, you're in the restaurant industry as well. So, you know, that extra 20K interest loan and then uh, the 65% rent release that they promised months ago and the mm -hmm. 20K that they promised when they shut us down. Essentially, I just said, look at like, where is this money? And my feeling at time is until um, political leaders and the decision makers in the government start taking a pay cut, that's when everything will reopen. Yeah. And it kind of got some steam and Good. went from there. Well, you're right, though. I mean, it's, it's interesting. Happy Years got picked up and you got some coverage for it because, like, those little snippets have been coming everywhere, but it's hard, it's hard right. for them to make any movement. But it's, it's a shame. Like, this has been so poorly handled this whole time. And... And it's it seeming like the first time this happened, I was honestly on board because there were so yeah, many unknowns. I was like, oh, my God, what's happening? You know what I mean? Um, but I don't understand why they're using the same logic they used the first time now. They're using case They're using a bunch of stuff that just doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. And unfortunately, like, I was I was in a meeting. So I was in, like, a virtual town hall thing with an MP, MPP, some BIA people. Yeah. And, you know, they were all very kind, but it was all lip service. Like, they could do absolutely nothing. Right. You talk to these guys. You're like, hey, man, like, this – I sort of echoed your sentiment. Like, hey, this needs to be done and this needs right. to be done. Or it's going to be an empty gesture. Like, this needs to be done now. Right. And they're like, well, you know, we're running up the pole. I'm like, why don't you just tell me to fuck off? <laughs> so my thing was when it first happened, I thought from every level of government, they did a pretty good job of getting things rolled out quickly. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> but to the point was they kept saying, be prepared for a second wave, be prepared for a second wave. But when the fucking second wave came, there was no plan. Right. Right? Where during the first wave, they should yeah. have been planning for number two. Yep, I agree. And when we first happened, I was like, oh, fuck what's the Irv going to do or what's Superbar going to do or what am I going to do or what are my staff are going to do? But then I noticed days into it and the streets are empty. I'm like, what the fuck is this industry going to do? Yeah. Right. And <laughs> what people don't realize, and there's people that are like pro lockdown, pro this and pro that, and everybody's entitled to their opinion. Sure. But at the end of the day, in your neighborhood, if you don't have small businesses, you don't have restaurants, you don't have local pubs, your property value has gone to shit on your property. I agree. Um, 
it's not a desirable neighborhood. No. Nope. And so nobody wins, right? And that's the thing. So instead of me being about like, shit, what am I going to do? Or what is the Irv going to do? Or what are Super Bargain going to do? Or what are Ash, Jeff, and I going to do at Super Bargain? It became like, fuck, <laughs> what are we going to do for the neighborhood? Or what are we going to do for the industry in general? Yeah. Right? Like, I want to see the Irv come through this, which thank God. And at Super Bargain, both landlords have been <clears throat> unreal. Good. And without them, we'd probably have locks on the door. Like, I'm yeah. not going to sit here and sugarcoat it or bullshit it. <clears throat> But now I want to stand up for all small business. And yeah. you know what? I can't sit here and say I know anything about running a hardware store because I don't, right? I know jack shit about running a restaurant, apparently. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, now I want it to be about what we can all do for the industry, not just the Irv. Because, like, if the Irv's open and there's only two other pubs left or two other restaurants, well, it doesn't really make it a desirable neighborhood to bring people into. No, I agree. So I'm going to yep. suffer, right? Yeah, and, you're right. You're right. I mean, it's, it's an interesting thing. You can see it both ways. You can say, oh, well, you know, there's only a few left, so you're going to have the business. But at the same time, it's a little disheartening. I think I sure. I believe the industry needs a facelift in terms of uh, economics. Um, I'm pretty confident that the wage, like employment wage, and um, inflation, got ahead of our our acceptable retail prices. Correct. So, like in 2004, people could make like you know 12 to 15 percent, and now you're averaging around four to six. Right. Because and the thing, and the problem is, it's like. It's such a funny thing. Like you can't say, "Hey, man, this cheeseburger should really cost you twelve dollars, not nine. But if I charge you twelve, you say, "I'll oh, fuck off and go down the road." Right. Because it has to almost be like a collusion process. Correct. And that's what people don't understand, right? Like, you come in and we have various sandwiches and burgers ranging from fifteen to twenty-two dollars, yeah. right? And some people say to me, like, "Hey, that uh, how are you charging twenty-two dollars for that burger?" Well, it took my guy in the kitchen making twenty-two or twenty-three bucks an hour, you know, three hours to make this product. Yeah. This like. It's not just the cost of a burger. There's so much other shit behind it, right? But I think, too, like, I agree with you. We were just talking before we went on the air. Like, I wish I ran the business for the previous six years the way I did coming through COVID and after COVID, right? Yeah. Like, I'm a 55-seat restaurant. Do I need fucking 15 beers on tap? <laughs> it's nice, do, but no. Do I need 40 no, beer, Do no. I need forty things on my menu? No, no. I, I actually learned pretty early on that people will give you what you – people will take what you give them. You yes. give them three options, they're right. going to find one. Because right. Unless they're unless they're weird and going for some odd reason, right. then they're not coming to your place anyway. They know where they're going. Like, I just kind of looked and said, like, before we used to have two or three IPAs, three lagers, three this, three that. Now, you have an IPA, you have a lager, you have a dark, a yep. stout, a sour. Well, fuck, there's something for everybody now. Totally. It, like, yep. you know what I mean? But <clears throat> yep. the one thing about the Irv is our food is amazing, right? And our guys in the kitchen do such a great job. And, and for me, that's, I think, what separates us a lot. You know what I mean? So, for us... Our beer and our stuff is almost the upsell, yeah. but I didn't need 15 things on tap to make that upsell. No. Like now, I'd rather have the money in the bank than the inventory yeah. in the fridge. Well, that's, especially right now, like it's even, it's kind of, it's kind of like, it's almost insulting that, you know, they, they give, well, we give you $40,000. It's like, well, I lost one of my restaurants out of the gates. The rent down there was $21,000 right. a month. Correct. That was gone immediately. Right. And it's like, you know, the revenue at Nomads and Port Credits around $1.7 million. What the fuck do you think $40,000 is going to do right. for me? Right. You, you blow through it in two or three weeks. Two, exactly. Right. Like, if you give it to a nail salon. Right. Okay. Now I get it. Right. That may make sense for them. Right. Okay, but not for us. It's just silly. Right. Because, like, what people don't realize, the overhead in our industry <clears throat> is, right? And you see a lot of people turning to it. Like, Super Bargain's a prime example. It's snacks, you know, chips, pretzels. $2 hot dogs. Nice. But awesome cocktails, great atmosphere, but one bartender on. Yeah. So the labor's really low. But you go to the Irv, and I remember at one point, but I was paying between 1000 and 1200 bucks a day just in fucking kitchen labor. Oof. Right? <laughs> oh, right? man, yeah. Because I was obsessed with having this big menu. Yep. I was obsessed with having all this shit, right? It's, it's interesting. Was that your first place? 
Yeah, by yeah. himself. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's right. it's one of those things. I I know the feeling is it's like mm-hmm. you want this thing to be you want it to be exactly what you want, right? And, but you realize after after a per, like a short period of time, you're like, this is not economic, like economically possible. I can't do this. Short period of time. Yeah, Fuck, it took me fucking <laughs> six wow. years in a okay. pandemic to figure the fucking thing out. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, how soon did you know that you're like, uh-oh? Like, uh oh, like what were your margins like? Um, they they were okay, but I knew the whole time that yeah. it was kind of like whatever. But I was I didn't want to like change it because I didn't want to piss off somebody if I took their beer off tap because yeah. I like them or I respect yeah, them. Yeah, it's or... interesting. You start having you start having too much, like, it, I think it's a good thing and a bad thing. You become, like, an emotional leader in a sense where you're like, you, want, sure. you care about everybody. You want to make sure they're still, like, you, when you hire someone, you take responsibility for them. Yeah. So if you work for me, I want to make sure you get your hours. I want to yeah. do this. I want to yeah. do that. And like you said, if you have regulars that come in and this is their favorite beer, you don't want to disappoint them. And it's it becomes, it does become too emotional sometimes. I guess the biggest thing I could say, it was such a great place and a great restaurant if you were a guest. Yeah. But from the business standpoint, it was a fucking disaster. And it's not even just like the business and the margins. It was me. Like right. I was I was I was in a dark place. I was mental like mentally for me like you know what? Like as much as COVID's been shit financially and and I disagree with a lot of things but agree with other things with it, it gave me a chance to reset, right? Yep. And it gave me a chance John to figure out, hey, one of two things. Either close this business or if you still love it, you got to fight for it and do what's right. Yeah. Right? And to be honest with you, before COVID, it could have, I didn't care. I, I wasn't, in, the passion wasn't there. I wasn't emotionally invested. I was like, fuck, it's a job. It's a paycheck. Well, just barely. But yeah. it was kind of like one of those things where it made me, COVID made me fall in love with it again. It made me realize, you know, and for me, the good thing is my staff are fucking unreal people. They've been there forever and they're loyal and they put up with the bullshit and, through the good times, the bad times. And I'm so thankful for that because a lot of times I had conversations, I want to sell, I want to get rid of it. Yeah. And they re come on, you know, and without them, like I probably wouldn't be sitting here with a smile on my face talking about the fucking business. <laughs> yeah, right? you know, it's, I agree. And I agree. I'm very, and you, you like. Funny, I, I agree with you very much. So it's it's like, I, I said to someone the other day, one of the staff, I was like, and I meant it, and they're a very close person to me, but I was just like, you know, like I keep this going for you guys. Yeah, I was like, I've hired all you. I've given you all. You all have jobs. Yep. You've done a lot for me. You know, there's like this many of you. This is what we do. I'm like, this is a headache. I'm like, guys, if I lit this on fire right now, I'd lose X number of dollars. But I said, that's it. It would just stop. Right. Is that a good business decision? Maybe, maybe not. But I do better doing other and things. And I think there, there's that saying one guy told me one time: How do you become a millionaire? Be a billionaire and open a restaurant, mm-hmm. right? Like there's, there's, <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? There's people. Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> people think there's a shit ton of money in it for you. There's not. No. Right. Like if you're making four or five percent, you let's use a million dollars. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. On a million dollars, you're making fifty fucking grand. It's not even. A, it's not even a salary for a guy. Right. That's like but, bullshit. But the other thing is, not only are you making fifty grand, but you're working 13, 14 hours a day. Your yeah. phone's ringing at two in the morning. The it's alarm's gone off. You got to go to the restaurant. Yeah. You you're doing. Fun- you're doing. You're doing a quarter million dollars worth of work for 50 grand and getting slapped in the face for it. Yeah. Right, right. I agree with you. Yeah, right. I agree. But you know what? Like now with everything going on and the support of staff and everything going on with me, I mentally now and emotionally now figured out what it's going to take to pull through. Right. Right. And for me, like now it's just not only don't I want to let these amazing staff down that have been around me and these landlords that have stuck by me, because believe me, for our landlords, it's a big financial commitment to them, right? Huge. Like to carry our shit and, and I'm super grateful and super proud. But not only do I want to like do this for the staff that believed in me, now I'm coming back with a chip on my shoulder to say fuck you to all the people that said you're not going to make it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And sometimes that burns more to me. Really? Than- yeah. I mean, I think I, it's interesting. So I, I, 
I think you have to be self-motivated. I'm a very, yeah. I'm a very big believer. Yeah, yeah. I have ambition flying out of my ass. I don't even know where it comes from because I don't, I don't have a chip on my shoulder. Yeah. I'm not trying to prove anything. I just have my own goals. But I do know, like, a chip on your shoulder can be a very powerful motivator. Correct. It can really get you wherever you need to go. No matter what the fuck it is, it can do it for you. Well, it's funny speaking about the chip on the shoulder. I remember my brother one time. I got a tattoo and my pops passed away. And a few months ago, I said to my brother, you know. I want to get a new tattoo with kind of like a poker chip on my shoulder. Like yeah. having that poke chip. My brother goes, well, you're fat. Why don't you just get a potato chip on your shoulder? <laughs> right? and, and it's just kind of like, you know what I mean? And you just kind of learn, <laughs> which which I laugh at, yeah, right? Yeah, of you course. know what I mean? But I'm just kind of like, it's amazing what some negative shit can do. And I think I the agree. thing for me is, you know, I go home, I'm in a positive home environment. And, you know, I have a great partner that like, you know, whether I'm, depressed or down or up you know it's always supportive to yeah. me. she says like hey fuck you know keep going she's in the industry too so she gets it she understands yeah. right her 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 father's in the industry so they all understand her sister's in it so the whole family understands they get it. and it's it's nice to have that right and now the people that work for me are like our family you know they come over the house have a drink like That's whatever nice. and no it's, it's, it's nice that you're able to cross that bridge and have that right yeah and it's good because like i realized without them i probably wouldn't be sitting here in this chair talking mm-hmm. to you yep and I went through, and I have no problem talking about it. I went through, you know, I had those things, John, where I was so unhappy in the restaurant in my life. You know, you have thoughts about fucking suicide. You have all this shit go through your head where, you know, you're not in a good place, right? And it took some time. and took a lot of work on my part and, like, reflection and looking in the mirror. And, you know, it's not everybody else's fault. Like, if I'm not fucking good, how's, how's my business going to be good? Right? I agree. And now I'm good. <laughs> you know what I mean? And And... And I'm yeah. pushing that peanut forward. You yeah. know what I mean? And well, yeah, it's, it's it's an interesting thing, you know. Um, I'm a firm believer that everything is your fault, no matter yep. what it is, you know. Yep. Um, I'm responsible for my life, no matter what it is. For everybody, everything that's ever yep. happened, anything, whether it's yep. good or bad, is on me. And, you know, I, I took on that, that philosophy at a pretty young age by comparison to most. I was in my early 20s. Uh, and that's helped me a lot. And I'm lucky, like, you know, these things have been challenging, but I... <laughs> I've had a sense of humor about it the whole time. I've laughed about it. When I lo- like, I lost seven figures for sure. Yep. We oh, shut down. Like me too. Yeah. Me too. It's yep. gross. Yep. You know. It's it's kind of and a lot of the value. Sorry, will rebuild. six for me for sure. Yeah. 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 Like a lot of the value will rebuild. Like the one we yep. lost downtown. You know. But like, I don't even. It's it's so funny. Like I'm just at a point now where nothing really gets to me anymore. And I I, I appreciate like because everything fell apart so fast. It just gave me like this sense it's, of calm. It's funny you say that because that's where I am now. Yeah. Right. If I can't control this shit, what am I gonna do? Mm-mm. Right? I can't sit here and stress myself. <laughs> no. Where the first, the first lockdown, I don't want to say it was great because it wasn't, because nothing's great if your business shut down. No, of course not. But fuck, I could golf every day. Yeah. I could, I could go walk the dog. I yeah. could go do shit. <clears throat> but now, when you're going into minus twenty, what's it gonna look like for people? Right? And a year ago, two years ago, three years ago, mentally, I probably wouldn't have been able to make it through the winter. Right. But now, I'm like. No problem. I'm calm. I'm not like before I wasn't sleeping, John. I was like fucking all over the map. You could tell in my weight, my face. I wasn't walking around with a smile. Like you look back at pictures on social media, there was no smile. Now like I'm good. Yeah. And I feel and I feel great. I feel relief. Am I ready to go and get the restaurant going? One hundred fucking percent. But like I'm also taking this time to do shit in the restaurant that I put off forever. Yeah, I know what you close, mean. Yeah, right? totally, like, totally. I can, I can paint. I can redo yeah. floors. I can redo stairs. Yeah, right? We did a whole, we did a whole right now. Right. We just got it. We're like, fuck it. Let's make it look better. Right. And before I just used to throw the money at the thing and get someone to do it. But now I've kind of like, I've had a buddy that's been great and we're, I'm just kind of learning how to do shit by myself. And mm-hmm. you know what? Saving that money. And it's been, it's enjoyable. It's also like satisfying. 
Oh, it, fuck, it was, you can do shit like that. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, that's kind of nice. Like, yeah, like before I couldn't even plug in a toaster. Now I'm <laughs> sand and shit, and it's yeah. been so that it's been good. You know what good. I mean? But it's what, it is what it is. What got you to turn the corner on the emotional stuff and the and sort of the depression side of things? Like, where's it? Like, because I'm a firm believer that decisions happen in a moment. You can deliberate over a decision for a hundred years, but you make it in a second. So what pushed you over the edge? So I was really battling John, to be honest with you, about wanting to like continue my life or not continue my life, mm-hmm. and. I don't know um, what that – I don't know if I had a moment, but I had, like, a situation where I'm like, fuck, there's people way off worse than I am. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm very fortunate. I have an unreal family. I have an unreal support system at home. I have an unreal staff at this restaurant that aren't even staff. They're family. They're friends. They're fuck. Like, yeah. you know, like, I'm not an owner where I'm like, fuck off. It's – my show this never no i've never i'm not like that at all (laughs) you come to me you have an idea yeah if it's better than mine and it's gonna make more money fucking let's let's 100 good and it was just these people believing in me that i didn't like i knew they always cared yeah but they believed me in me more than i believed in myself and then once i started to do that and get some help and stuff like that i realized that like fuck my life ain't so shitty no do you know what i mean yeah like i go to work every day i'm my my own i'm my own own boss. boss right like not that I do, because I very rarely sleep in. But if I want to sleep in till ten, you can. That's I mean, it's right. It's, it's, I, I'm glad that you found that perspective. I right. think, I, and, and it, it's probably I couldn't imagine working through that. That would it was be tough, very man. challenging. Yeah, it was tough. Like I've gone through my shit, but not like that. Yeah. You know, I've had, I've had, I've, I've gone through debil- debilitating stress yeah. so bad that like, it never, it just doesn't end. Like you have problems so big that they just I don't re- end for months. Johnny, I remember about 16, 17 months ago, I remember calling my mom one night and saying, "Fuck, this is it. Like I'm done." And, you know, like, as a mother, you want to fucking hear your kids say that. You yeah. know what I mean? And, you know, it's just, it, it is. And I look back and, you know, as much as it was a struggle, I wouldn't change it. No. Because it's so cliche to say I wouldn't be. Who we here, are. But it's fucking no, true. No, you know, you know, it's funny. So I'm, a, I'm the kind of person that I really don't have any regrets. And the reason is because it helps shape who you are. Yeah. And I'm also a firm believer that the more challenging times you go through, the more tools you have in your belt to yeah. deal with things. And I think the thing, big thing for me was... You know, you learn from your mistakes, you move on. But I was continuously making the same mistakes over and right. over and over. And that's where I had to, like, stop and cut off the reason I was making those same mistakes or the pride or the fucking whatever, the easy way out. Whatever yeah. whatever you want to say. Right, <clears throat> yep, yep. So for now, it's just, like, kind of, like, I'm ready to roll. And I feel, I feel like, really good. And I feel motivated. And I feel, like, a sense of calmness. You know good. what I mean? Like, if this knock on wood doesn't go on, if this goes on for another three months, I'm good. Yeah. I'm, I'm good. You yeah, know. I've kind of I've kind of resigned my fact of things not being normal till summer. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you know, so <clears throat> on your what do you think the restaurant industry is going to look like in our city uh, by the summer? Oh fuck, man! I'll bet you. So you and I, like smaller, not corporations, individually owned. I'll bet you're going to see, and you you tell me what your numbers. I think you're going to see sixty, seventy percent not reopen. Fuck, I think I think overall, forty uh, percent. Yeah, I think forty. Yeah. But still, like that's alarming that we're arguing over a forty to sixty right. percent drop. Correct, correct. That's correct. fucked. And the thing is, too, what I don't understand is you see like landlords evicting their tenants. Like you're not going to get anybody in that space for fucking three or four years. I couldn't agree more. So, it, what, yeah. so what are you doing? Yeah, it, it seems very short sighted because you know because we were in a bull market for 11 years. Yeah. What happens in a bull market that continues like that is your rent continues to increase all the time and it never decreases. Right. So it hit an absolute and it, and it went through because it was 11 years, in theory it went through like three different rent right. renewal cycles. So it just keeps going up and up and up and now that this has happened it's going to come crashing down right. by 30% right. or more and for anybody to try to evict a tenant right now, dude like like that those numbers are going to look really bad in about 6 8 months from now. 
crazy. Like you're going to see a lot of these. Let's just use restaurants. I don't know about other businesses, but you're going to see like these small restaurants or pubs or whatever, like. What's Nomad's pork ride? What's your capacity there, Johnny? Uh, with the patio, 115. And what without? Like inside? Uh, 85. Okay, so we're 55, right? So we're, and then like 100 with patio. Yeah. So like <clears throat> you're going to see a bunch of these small restaurants where landlords aren't going to be able to give the fucking space away. No. Right? Like someone said to me, well, maybe during the first pandemic, like, hey, you know what? Like the earth's such a great place and it's just a pandemic. Why, why don't you try and sell it? Who the fuck is going to buy it? Yeah, dude, that, well, that's what I, when I talk about loss of value, is like I'll get back some of the seven figures I right. lost. Obviously not Broadview, but I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but uh, but the other, it will regain its value. Yeah. But if I sell it right now, it's the doors are closed. The revenue is zero. Right. Would, you fucking, no one's going to buy it. Right. So it's like, it's almost negative. You're buying, you're going to sell the chattels for a business I've worked on for that long? I don't fucking think so. Right. Like you couldn't even give it away. Absolutely not. You're right. It's insane. And if somebody did take it over, they're an idiot. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> like, well, yeah. But you know what? You know what's interesting though. I do think um, <clears throat> for anybody out there, um, I think restaurants are going to be a very wise investment in about six I eight agree. months. I think there's going to be an absolute fucking people are going to be dying. To yes. Get out, to and the thing out. is, and you're going to be looking at low rent. Yeah. And we're not. We're, people are now going to expect us to increase our retail pricing. Yeah. So you're going to be going into a time now where it's like. You're gonna have the roaring twenties again, right? So yeah. there's gonna be a few cycles of this, of this, because it's a respiratory um, illness. It's gonna, right. it's gonna go three or four cycles, very right. likely. Um, but then you're gonna have the roaring twenties from like twenty three right. through. It's gonna be bonkers, and Correct. I think that this business is gonna be very valuable for those who stick it out or for those who get in afterwards. Right, and you know what too, like, like, it's also going through the shit and going through COVID has made me stronger. Yes. Right, it's increased <clears throat> the relationship with the landlord, with the staff. Like we always keep in touch. It's been. It's been good, but I just think that the restaurant's going to change. And, like, if people come back, you know, I know that when the patios were reopened, there were certain restaurants that I went to and stuff that have, like, a 40-seat patio, but we're still carrying 65 beers on tap. Yeah. That's, like, more than one per person. <clears throat> yeah. Right? Yep, I agree. And, and, yeah. and, and not, that's, and that's not only are you, like, not, like, you're killing yourself in inventory, but for those kegs, they take a while to go. You're not giving crisp fresh product no either. no I, t- I totally agree it's funny that you say that so when we reopened i immediately was like okay this isn't going to work this way what are we going to do so we only run eight beers on tap yeah um so we cut down a few other products i reduced the wine list i was like i don't need to carry this shit that's what we're doing two red two yeah. white and a rose How like we carry thing. a little bit more but i went yeah. i cut it down by 25 30 percent right and then i also went okay um we're not as busy so let's cut the uh, let's cut everything down to what can also travel correct so i reduced my menu by half 100 percent. like it just made sense i'm like this is silly like and this product won't go bad as fast okay where am i what am i losing a lot okay, of money so where are my bad pandem- margins question for you when this yeah. pandemic's over yeah do you go back or you keep it how it is now a hybrid i would say <laughs> right yeah. yeah so like i'm probably gonna go back to the, a lot of the same food correct because i'm gonna be able to increase my prices and my margins yeah, yeah, a little bit there but like you know it, it's one of the things a lot of guys don't do, a lot of girls in the restaurant industry that own, is they don't go through and go, okay, what are my top selling products and my bottom selling right. products when I have all this? And you look at your numbers, you go, okay, I don't need these. You know, even if I'm going to replace some of them, I don't need this 50% of shit. Like, let's Correct. let's recycle. Correct. Let's make it interesting again. And you get you become a little complacent. Like, for me, um, I just got preoccupied with the business. Yeah. You know, I was like, okay, I got a construction company. Okay, I got the studio. What am I going to do? So it didn't really, like, as soon as I pulled out of operating, it started to slip. Right, and that's for me, like, I didn't have a bunch of other stuff going on on the side like you did. I was just mentally preoccupied yeah. and not there, right? So obviously shit slips, you know what I mean? I agree. Shit not getting paid, shit whatever. And yep. it's, that's on me, right? And like now, like we said, and I think the funniest part is, is like when the Toronto Sun article went out, someone sent me a message and said like, all you restaurant owners, like 
I guess, whether it had to do with Adamson or our bar, because they, they, our article went out on the same day. Yeah. Oh, so, fuck. so this lady sent me a message and said, you guys are all like cowboys. And well, here's my thing is you can call cowboys. You can call whatever you want. People can agree, disagree with Adamson. We can get into that in a yeah, second yeah, too I was if going you want. To. <clears throat> but my thing is this, if you haven't been impacted financially from this, you're probably pro lockdown and keep this going. 100%. Right. And I can't sit here and tell you today, John, if I was Amazon, if I was this, if I'd want this locked, I don't know. I can't tell you that because I'm not on that other side. If I'm I was on, on Amazon, I'd tell you I don't want this to end. Correct. Right. For sure. Right, right. This is what we're saying. Yeah. So for me on the side, yeah, I'm not I'm not saying that COVID's not real or it's not what I'm saying or I'm not saying it's not. Yeah, you're not a, a fucking priority. whack job. It's just. Correct. But like these people that haven't been impacted financially have no fucking clue. No, I agree. And you know what, what actually, so what frustrates me, like one of the Adams said thing after, but what's frustrating to me is the, I've been paying very close attention to the data yeah, <clears throat> for a lot of reasons, but I'm, I also do another podcast with Cam Cogswell. He's a health nutrition expert. So we go through this a lot and you know, the odds of dying from COVID if you're under 65 are one in 300,000. Yep. But let's lock down everything because of it. This is that like that one statistic alone is enough for me to go, oh, maybe we needed to rethink our strategy. Yeah. You know, a study came out in a Texas university in April. Yeah. And they said, based on the, the, the um, just basically that the um, attributes of this virus, right. um, if there's one case in a country, one case, there's a 51% chance of an outbreak. That means that it's an endemic. It's here to stay. Right. And we've had this, we've had, we've had this information for so long for sure. and they refuse to act on it. And I kind of go like... <clears throat> Anybody that tells me we they're pro lockdown right now, I'm just like, okay, you're not, you're not, you're not doing your research then. You can be pro lockdown because you're not affected by, or it. you're making more money yeah. than you were before. But yeah, but but you're, right. for, then you're for the wrong reasons because right. this by by no means should this still be in the way. Should we still be in this scenario? But it is what it is. <clears throat> so Adamson Barbecue, what what are your thoughts on that? So I went down the first day to to check it out to be yeah. like honest, right? My buddy Ian and myself went. And here's my thing, and, you know, everybody has their opinion, right? Sure. What I liked about it is the guy had the fucking stones. It's totally. <laughs> to do it. Yeah. Okay? What I think he could have done better is if he made it just about his business and not the anti-maskers there and all that other bullshit and just made it about the reopening of the business. Yes. Like, hey, come in, sign your name sanitize, keep your mask on. We're complying with all this COVID that the government has put in yeah, place. Yeah, like it was just before the lockdown. Correct, again. Yeah. correct. I, <clears throat> I could sit there and say, fuck, you know what? But like with at the Irv and at Super Bargain, we followed it what we, because I didn't want to be part of the reason we got shut down. I agree. Right? Same, we same, had a, same. We had a TSSA officer in and we had like an inspection and we passed 100%. And so I think what kind of bothered me about the whole Adamson thing is not him going and saying, I want to reopen, but the way it happened, right? Yeah. Like, like essentially what happened is it set our industry back, I believe. And See, so here's my take. I don't think it set us back because we're not maybe open set, anyway. Maybe set back's the wrong word, Yeah. but a negative eye on all restaurants. Yeah, sure. That I agree. And I think it's actually, you know, funny enough, I give the guy credit for opening. 100%. But I do, I am really, I'm a little frustrated with his approach in a few yes, reasons, for too. a few reasons. And one is, well, okay, one thing that's not in his control, the whole anti-mask brigade that everybody, all those fucking whack jobs who made it their, like, their breeding ground for bullshit, that was a shame because it didn't become about his business anymore. It that's became, what I'm saying. It became all about all those people from Queen's Park running up there and but, freaking out. And it's just like, guys, he's trying to, so that was frustrating. Can but I he, say something there? Yeah, go ahead. But what I did see, and this is where <laughs> I kind of like, 
I'll jump in. What I did see is him telling media to get the fuck off his property, but right. not telling the anti-mask <clears throat> and stuff. Right. Okay. So it's almost like, do you he understand was, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, here's what I actually think. I think his ego got too inflated. Yes. I think he started getting carried away. He became a bit of a celebrity. Correct. And the thing is, you got to understand why you're doing something. And yeah. if he had stuck to his guns, yes. I think he would have been okay. <clears throat> his next mistake was on the third day when he went there, and this is crazy that we're allowed to do this. On the third day when he went there and his building was locked up, yeah. he should have gone to the police and said, how, what, what right do you have to lock me up? Correct. Who gave you this order? Because a judge wouldn't have. A judge would have right. stayed away because it right. wasn't. It's, it's unconstitutional. But what happened was the Toronto public health official, who should never have the authority to do this, gave the police the authority to seize the property. Correct. So what he should have done on that day, instead of going in the back, going in the back door and smashing through a wall like an idiot, because then he was obstruction of justice. And basically, right. it was just, what he should have done is he should have got picnic tables, put them up front. He should have got a megaphone, and he should have been telling the entire audience why he just got locked out of his building. That would have made sense. Right. And that's that's <clears throat> what I say. Like so, like. Do I give him credit for having the nuts to open? Yeah. 100%. Because, like, I don't know if I would be willing to. The other thing I... I got know, too much to lose. Yeah, but here's the other thing I was talking about. it. Like, and I was talking to my partner at home, and we were talking... Like, he doesn't have a liquor license, right? Like, because they don't operate booze there, yeah. right? So, what, are they going to pull his business license that he didn't have? That that was also, like, bro, what an amateur bullshit. Like, like make sure, sure your sure shit's in order. Right, yeah, right, dude. Right, like, right. I started thinking about that. I'm like, well, that is so amateur to make right. that error. But, like, the government couldn't sit there. Like, if I did it or nomads did it, yeah. Would they have the right to pull our liquor license? For sure. Then yeah, you and I are and fucked for good, that, right? That's really big, too. Right. Like, have you ever had a liquor fine? No, never. Oh, man. I got, I got slapped with one one time. So they said that there was, they said that I was at double capacity. Wow, that's a good night. <laughs> so, I mean, we do a lot of our business at late night, right? So I think we were 40 over capacity. Yeah. I gave my, I gave my GM a lot of shit for doing that, but it immediately, there was an immediate $3,000 cost immediately. Yeah. And that's just a shit stain on my record now. Right. Like, there's zero flexibility there. And that's the thing. Like you said, there's, we have too much to lose. Right. Like I can't, I also can't go to prison. I got shit to do. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's yeah. like, fuck. But like I, and correct me, like, what do you think? My thought is this. If he didn't have some legal team behind him hmm. telling them, telling him there's some sort of loophole or you're going to yeah. beat this, is he that stupid to fucking stand up and no. risk all of it? No, I think I think he did have a legal team Correct. behind him, but Correct. I think that th this is where I think his ego got involved when he decided to go in the back door and smash through his wall. Yes. Dude, that, that was it. That right there was the moment where he goes, okay, I've got you till now. You're gonna give me. You're gonna slap me with fines that are gonna go yeah. away. I'm good. And then he went in that back. That was stupid. And then when he like went in the back door and he snuck in the brisket from his other restaurant, I'm like, like dude. I was I was sitting on the couch watching it on six buzz, <laughs> laughing my fucking bag off, right? And then when he breaks through the front door and almost like mosh pits into the police officers, like that's dude. where the that's where the shit like yeah. I think went a bit too far. Right? I, well, that's exactly it. So and then and then although like how how sick would you feel if this happened? You just get arrested. And then all these random people are in your restaurant serving people and making your food. Yes. I'd be so, that would make me so, I'd be so fucking bent, dude. I'm like, this is insane. Right. Like one thing that is kind of fucked up to me is I was thinking about, I guess he, his wife or him posted his bail conditions, right? And the one that he's not allowed to be on social media. So for two things. Oh, it, interesting. You didn't see that? No, I didn't. I, didn't. So I kind of I kind of lost interest. So one of his bail conditions was he is not allowed from the business or his personal to be on social media at all. So there's two things for that. Do they want this guy just to shut the fuck up? Yes. Or, or no, for sure. Or is there another thing that a lawyer or him know something that they don't want them talking about? Yeah, I think it could be both. Correct. That's yeah, what I'm saying. I, I agree with you because here, you know why? So a lot of these cases are being pushed to April, right? Right. So anytime these, any, anytime anybody, because because quite honestly, they're all very unconstitutional. Right. They don't make any sense. Right. But <clears throat> so they don't want to. They they're not gonna. They're not gonna. Um, they're not actually going to convict them of them. Correct. But if they let them off right now, 
Free for all. Everyone right. goes, oh, right. fuck it. Right. Because if I can't get in any trouble, then I'm just going to open. Here's the fucked up thing <clears> for me. You operate without a business license, it's a $100 fine. Yeah. That's... The second time, it was a $200 fine. Yeah. Third time, it was $500 fine. But if you go on the TTC and don't pay, it's $432 fine. <laughs> it's like, okay, okay. Like, cool, man. Like, do you know what I mean? And that's kind of like the thing that bobbled me. Like, I know that I got to look after some shit on my end. So I wasn't willing to risk. You know there's no end. Like, you got to know why you do things. Right. And you got to know that they're not going to say, yeah, okay, everybody open up. Like, you, you know that's not going right. to happen. So you can't be, so you know it's going to cost you a lot more trouble and a lot more money right. than the money you're going to make. Like, did so, you just go fund me? Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, apparently that might be getting pulled. I'm not really sure. So, so what happened was- 320 oh, <clears throat> grand. Dude, that's crazy. So, what happened was, um, because he didn't have a business license, right. then it wasn't really to support the business. So, Correct. a lot of big donors were like, give me my money back. Right. GoFundMe's like, oh, we can't. And then all these other people were signing petitions. Now, I feel like I agree with the GoFundMe people wanting their money back because he was dumbass about his business license. But the other people saying that he shouldn't be able to get the money, that's stupid. I, I, I'm, on, I'm on both sides of the fence. For me, it's like this. like, And I don't know. You just hear, and I, I don't know the guy. I've never met him. But like, from what I understand, the, the family has coin. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I heard. that's what I heard too. Right, the, right. So someone that I know knows him actually. Yeah, the old man's got money. Right. So here's my point. Like, that 300 grand, if you're so willing to throw it towards and support a business, well, go take that 200 bucks or 300 bucks. And go fucking buy takeout from your local business yeah, on the dude. corner that you like, right? Yeah, like, I agree. Like, that's the, <clears throat> yep. like, like, like if, he, <laughs> if he needed the money, he wouldn't be doing this. I agree. Totally. He would have been too high risk. Correct. He would have lost everything. Right. Yeah, totally. Totally agreed. Yeah. And that's, I think, the thing that, those are the things that bother about me, bother me about the situation. Yeah. But, like, did he have the stones to open? Yeah. Like I said, it, <clears throat> and it was impressive in that sense. And what's funny is everyone else that did it afterwards got no media coverage, right. got swatted down like a fly. They were closed in 10 seconds. Like, here's the <clears> thing, <throat> right? Like, let's all sit there and say, like, I don't really give a shit about, like, my personal social media likes, dislikes, whatever. But let's be honest. It's a huge part of today's Massive. Life. Right. If, if, if you don't think it is, you're doing this it the wrong way. This guy jumped, like, 30,000 Instagram Dude, followers yeah. in two fucking days. I, I, I was watching. I'm like, it just kept going up. And I'm, like, talking to someone. I just kept, I'm like, what the fuck? Jesus. Fuck. Like, it took me fucking six years in business to get to 2,500. Yeah. It took this well, guy 24 hours. What's crazy is, like, I did that video the other day that got, like, 13, it's about 13,000 views. I got maybe 120 followers out of it, which right. is great, and I'm very grateful right. for it. Right. But I didn't get fucking 30,000 followers. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, what do you have? That's crazy. Right. So, I mean, that'll be good for his business, too, if he pays attention, he's smart about it. Like, if he now, if he comes out and does the damage control properly, yes, I this agree. could be a marketing fucking genius totally agreed I totally agree that this could all be really good press if he does it the right way the thing is I think he pissed off a lot of people that were on his side already right so I, I think I think I think that's the problem like people say you know um, you know don't don't overplan things don't overthink things I agree I agree to an extent but if you're doing something where there's multiple scenarios and different outcomes right. that can happen and you're doing something that's wrong and illegal right really gotta think that shit through bro yeah like <clears throat> like like we touched on like the shit that like if I I didn't have a business license. There's no way I'm bringing some. No. Oh my God. I'm not talking to shit Cause, to anybody. Because you know that they're going to open it up. Yeah. That's the thing, dude, right? You know your whole life's going to be on like Correct. on display right. in 10 minutes. So what right. are you doing, man? Right. How's your accounting look? You pay all your bills? Right. Like you've been paying your taxes properly? You taking any cash out of the business, bro? Right. Because they're going to be on you. Right. So I was like, ah, oh, what's this guy doing? <laughs> it's, it's just like, it's crazy. And it's like, what what was crazy to me is like, this, like, this made news in the States. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Oh, good for him. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of yeah, funny. No, for sure. Yeah. Right. And, you know, like, it's like I was sitting there and I was saying to me, fuck, you know, like, if I wanted to open the earth, hypothetically, well, what could this look like? 
and I sat there in my head, you know, like anybody to say that they haven't thought about reopening because their money's getting tight or whatever is full of shit. Okay. Right. Like not full of shit, but like if it's the thoughts gone through your head, right. For Which, sure. Right. And for me, I was like, okay, you know what, do I do this properly and just open for a day? And then it's like, have everything COVID compliance, have everything in, but to show it's not about the money for me and being selfish. And it's just more about like, Hey, we can do this properly. Then I was thinking, huh, do I take, do I take the uh, funds and, my revenue from that day and just open for one day and donate it to the food bank or the Cabochon Women's Shelter to show like, hey, this isn't about me. This can be done properly. And then like, what are people going to say? That'd be an interesting loophole. If you opened up and didn't take money for the goods, but just had people donate on the spot into like a donation box per se. Correct. Then you're not really selling anything. So that's a really sticky situation for them. Right. That gets interesting. Right. And then like, are you going to get mad at me because we just fed 300 families? Yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Right. That, see, that would have been a better approach. That would have been smart. See that? If you'd done something right, it's just he got too self-centered and egotistical right. about right. it. Right. He was yeah. like, he was loving the <coughs> he was loving the TMZ. And the oh yeah, media. <clears throat> yeah, he and, was. Yeah, that was exactly it. And it's crazy. And then he, like the thing that kind of for me, if I was him, like he had these like fucking whack jobs, yelling and screaming. Yeah, it got into really the weird. Media, right, it got really like, weird. <clears throat> like he, he's having people, but they're like hugging him and high fiving him after. Like, like no, 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 fuck you. This and I would have came out and said this guy doesn't speak for me. Yeah, right. But he didn't do that. No, he didn't control his narrative. He let it get away. It's like it's like a brand. If you don't if you don't define your brand, the audience will define it for you. And that's what he did. He just let he got. I think it also got way bigger than he thought. I don't think he was prepared for no. what. It, I think he was like, oh yeah, this will be this and that, and we'll cause a bit of shit and whatever. I didn't think it was he, he was going to be all over the news. There's this the one guy. And, there's this one guy standing there outside yelling five thousand dollars to Rob Ford's favorite charity if he can prove that this rapid testing is real and bullshit. Blah blah blah. Right? Okay. So first of all, he's standing beside the guy from Adamson. Oof. Right. A, this guy had, not to be rude, not judging book by cover, but like, where are you getting the five grand from? Yeah. Right. Like, you you, it's, it it's not to be mean, but when you look at someone, you could say like, oh, you don't have five grand lying around. Well, you may have five grand, but <laughs> not to just waste. Not, yeah. I don't want to say use the word waste because it's for charity, but like, this guy was letting all these other people and anti-maskers speak for him. Yeah. Or in front of his building. Yeah. Like for me... I was like again that's where he got his momentum from that's what gave him right. that, that was his crowd so again I think he just got into his own head I think he, like when I first saw him talk I was a little worried just about his approach right. just the things he was saying I was like ah, and then it, it kind of went the way I thought right. unfortunately but you know what <laughs> I'm glad somebody did it I'm glad we got to see what it looked like you know? I'm glad it wasn't me yeah 100% yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so what what do uh, what does what do the next few years in the restaurant business look like for you for me man I just think like like it's a fresh start for me. You gonna expand? You gonna change some things? You I don't keep know. Going? Yeah. I, I, I change some things for sure because yeah. I had to. Uh, would I like to expand? For sure. Yeah. Um, am I a rush to do it? No, because you know what I, I I tried to expand before and you know just before COVID we had something shut down too and like you know like I mean I would love the Irv to be around for forever Never. now. And, yeah, of course. Yeah, and you know what? Like I would I would love to expand in the future, but like I really gotta make sure that like my headspace is a as good as I yep. think it is B what my new philosophies and principles are going to be at the herb yep. works. And yeah, from there, like, yeah, but I'd love, it's the only industry I know. Right. And I, I'm getting back to the point where I love it. I love shooting the shit That's with regulars. Great. I like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> that, like, I like all that. And so for me, and I'm passionate about it, as you can see by the figure, I love yeah. food. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. You know what I mean? And, it's just, and that's just thing. But like, for me, it's just like, it's just good to kind yeah. of, be in there and doing stuff and find that passion back. And I'm ex I'm excited before where before 
I was dreading opening. Yeah, the you're door like, Ugh. right. And now I'm like, fuck, <clears throat> fuck yeah. That's good. You know, that, that's good to hear. And I, I, I've had the same feeling. Yeah. Where you're just kind of like, that's why I always go between front of house, back of house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah, I can't talk to anybody. Say fuck. So how, what, what about you, John? How are you feeling about it? What do you think? Um, honestly, I, th- it's, it's interesting. So. I've got Nomads and Poor Credit. Yep. I've got the feed next to it. Okay. So it's the high rotisserie chicken place. Okay. And I didn't I, know that was you guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that that's also mine. And then it's and like what is Q, that? Like a Nando's? QSR. Okay. Is it yeah, like a Nando's? Yeah, like, similar. Okay. So we've got like four different kinds of rotisserie chicken. We also do fried chicken sandwiches, chicken fingers, okay. stuff like that. Uh, it's been really good to us uh, through COVID. I opened up the week before COVID lockdown. Okay. And are you doing like Uber, Skip, anything? Yeah, that? but that's all a fucking rape job, dude. 100%. Like that's all like 100%. 27 to 30%. Everybody's like, oh yeah, I just use it. I'm like, guys, I'm dying to do that. So it's a loss leader, but we do our own delivery. Which yeah, has been so good. do we at the earth. We're doing that. <clears throat> so we actually set up um, using Chow now. It's like uh, just a backend system we use okay. so we can process payments and then do delivery. So it's actually been pretty good. Yeah. Um, then I've got Bonsai opening, um, which is funny. It's just one building, uh, one building west of El Jefe, okay. which used to be mine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that Bonsai is half sushi, half Southeast Asian. Okay. Um, once that opens up, it, we could have had it open in the summer, but I just obviously everything yeah, fucked yeah. up. So we let it go. Uh, we're just finishing up construction now. Um, once those are done, I might sit still for a while. Yeah. Um, the only thing we're really considering is scaling up the feed. But what I've found is um, it's hard to find good people that you can trust on their own to run a business. Sure. And, you know, when you're around, all my staff, I love them to death. They're great. We all get along really well. And when I'm there, things are just a little bit more here, so you know? what I noticed, too, <clears throat> when you say trust your staff, it's, a, it's this thing that's like, you know, the people I have, I trust with everything. But the biggest thing that I trust them with is representing the place yeah. in a good spot. It's yeah. not about just trusting people from stealing and all that stuff and cleaning when we're not around. It's like, do they represent the like, brand? Yeah, because your brand equity is so valuable and so sure. delicate. Like, like Ashley, who's <clears throat> been there forever, a lot of people think she owns the pub. And I don't give a shit. No, who cares? Because she represents in such a good... Fu- she probably represents it better than I do yeah. for fuck's <laughs> so sake. Right? Like, yeah, so this is good. You yeah, just yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah. That's, that's, where, that's where it gets. And, you know, like, so for me, I'm, I'm excited where before... I wasn't. Yeah. Right? So yeah. Well, that's good. I'm, ha- I'm happy to hear that. I mean, I'll kind of leave it at that for today. Yeah, um, for sure, bud. I'm so happy that like that you've refound that kind yeah, of yeah. interest, that passion. You. You're gonna stick with it. I mean, you're in for a long haul. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I gotta come check out your place, man. I can't believe I haven't been there yet. It's yeah. bonkers. Because I, I I would go to Nomads yeah. on uh, on Broadview. Broadview. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah oh, for sure. Nice. So no, and, and you know what? It's it's good. And uh, what's that? The fluffy bread called the what's it called? The, um, the the stuff. What's it like? You guys used to have it like. Fluffy bread. No, no, it's like the <laughs> not the pita, but the thing that wraps. Fuck, I don't know what's it called. Dow buns. Yeah, they're so good. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what it's called. <laughs> I yeah, actually yeah. knew what you meant right away, but I couldn't fucking remember yeah, myself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got inside a part of my brain that could forget Are everything. You guys still I'm like, doing what's those? Oh yeah, yeah. So we make sure we're doing like a fried chicken bow now. Yeah, so. fuck, it. unreal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. good job, man. Thanks, Thanks a lot for having me, John. I appreciate it. Yeah, okay. Thanks, Thanks everybody. See you later. Cheers.